There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Before we get into the podcast today, we have a, an announcement to make. We have picked a winner for our Thor Ragnarok giveaway. The great book, Exploring the Marvel Cinematic Universe, goes to Brendan Diekman. So, Brendan, if you're listening to this and we haven't yet reached out to you, please contact us on Twitter or on Facebook or send us an email because we've been trying and haven't succeeded. So, congratulations, Brendan. And now let's uh, listen in. In on our review of Thor Ragnarok. This team of yours, it has a, a name, right? Of course it does, yeah. It's called the um, uh, Second Take Podcast. I'm Sebastian. Hang on a minute. It's uh, it's spinning around. I'm, I'm not doing this on my own. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and I'm on a different path now. I'm Zane C. Weber. And welcome to our review of Thor Ragnarok. It's Ragnarok. It's not true. Starring Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Kate Blanchett, Idris Elba, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, Carl Urban, Mark Ruffalo, Anthony Hopkins, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Taika Waititi. Written by Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, and Christopher Yost, and directed by Taika Waititi. And welcome back. Back. Before we start back. this review, I have to finish a story that I told two weeks ago during our Thor 1 review. Alex, I think you were actually present for it. Zane, the magpie situation at my home, I've yes. got, I have closure. Um, you, you didn't kill them all, did you? No, no, no. Did you chug like dry rice? No, out? I didn't. No, no one has taken any attempts on the magpies. But remember how. In the story, if you haven't heard it, guys, go back, listen to our Thor Bond review. It's at the very top of the review. I'm not doing that. Well, you're the, <laughs> the worst kind of listener. minutes at the top of the review about magpies. Yes. <laughs> it's really important. I might go back then. Yeah, was, I thought it was a really good story. Anyway, um, turns out, yeah, my neighbors across the road, the ones that gave me the stink eye for driving onto my lawn, they are definitely feeding the birds. My wife has gone her way, on her way to work in the morning and they are out the front just throwing these magpies bags of seed. And I was that's like, how you make friends with them. That's how you stop them from attacking you. That's how you teach them all to hang out They're in this fun They're going to be there anyway. Not with my shenanigans. Yeah, they will be. So, they will fight you and they will win. Who, the magpies yeah. or the old lady? In the I have magpies. a little bit of advice for you. Okay. Go to that neighbor's yard with some dry rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sprinkle not- it on their lawn. Everyone will think it was Alex, them. They've now killed the magpies. If only we weren't recording this. Um, no, I'm, I'm actively... <laughs> Zane, cut that out or just beep it. <laughs> I'm actively not trying to hurt these magpies. I just want them to know that my lawn is not a safe place for their families. I believe they have unfortunately placed their eggs in the tree on my lawn, but that, oh, yeah. that's fine. I haven't actually seen that tree down now. <laughs> that tree is gone forever. And no, so there it is. My name is giving me the stink eye and also plot twist. They're the villain keeping the devil birds alive on my property. 
Yeah. In Zane's narrative, they're the heroes. No, I'm the hero for no. passively trying to pacifistly. No, I can't even speak. I'm kind of like the Gandhi of vampire hunting. Because you, <laughs> you come over to my house and complain about it on the internet. I said vampire. I meant magpie. Yes. But also, like, I through nonviolent means, I try to teach the magpies or the vampire birds, apparently, lessons. Thor? Thor Ragnarok. What, what was your thoughts? Ooh, I missed yeah. that on this the last couple. It's nice. Yeah. Do we start off with babies normally? No, we start off with production notes oh. every time. <laughs> yeah, it's... I wish I okay. If I wanted to learn this, I would like I would focus like production notes first. But I don't want to. You know, I'm happy yeah. as a team collectively finding our way. You know what? I don't have any. I didn't prepare anything. I tried for a really a real and fakey for this one, and I'm going to tell you there is n- I don't see really anything interesting at all. So all my real facts would be like Chris Hemsworth did Ooh. bicep curls. Well, good job, Seb. Waikiki or whatever. Waititi. He was also the rock guy. He sure was. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he though? He based yeah. his performance off as uh, of that character, um, Korg, off quote a Polynesian bouncer, big, tough, meaty man, but just like a heart of gold, just really gentle, but like doesn't look it. And I was like, oh god, I've actually I've met a lot of bouncers that are just like that too. Like they're yeah. so friendly, the but rock. they're just mountains. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Zane, eighty percent is the number that the uh, crew and cast have put on the amount of dialogue in this film that was improvised in a, quote, uh, very loose and collaborate mood. <laughs> it's good. It definitely shows. Yeah, I like Doesn't it. it, though? Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too, but we'll, we'll get into that. Kate Blanchett, as a number of older actors... Uh, accepted the role in a Marvel film due to the urging of her children. Um, they really wanted her in it, and her older son actually suggested that she would be good for Hella. Mom, kill Falstag. I was like, All right, son, I will. Yeah, didn't get to be an evil witch like <sighs> Elven Queen and Lord of the Rings. So it's going to kill. A- <laughs> She's going to kill Gimli in another movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the only other one I have is that uh, the 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 line that Thor says when he first sees the Hulk that he's a friend from work mm. that was actually made up and given to them by a Make a Wish child who was visiting the set that day. Brilliant, kind of improvising whatever. I Good wish they kid. didn't play that line in the trailers because I thought it was very funny. My audience did laugh at it, but I, I, that was one of the lines I wish I had heard fresh for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Is that all you it, it was it was also a very enticing line. No, I understand why they yeah. put it there, but I was like, oh, I wish I was if that was the reveal in the movie. Oh good god, that would have been yeah. brilliant. Yeah. All right. Um babies? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've got several babies. Sure. You could say I'm a Catholic rabbit. Yeah. Ew. Look at all my babies. For me, this film is a mix of uh National Lampoon's Vacation mixed with um Gladiator and Mortal Kombat and Battle Royale. I definitely had Gladiator, a, a bit of Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and um, why Battle God. Royale? Um, Thor had the device on his throat, yeah. keeping him in the fight. That's one thing. Yeah, well, I had four <laughs> things. Yeah, that's true. You did. Um, <clears throat> Battlestar Galactica, 
um, what else did I say? Gladiator. Yep. And um, it, uh, I was seeing um, bloody Guardians like all over it. Oh yeah, definitely Guardians. Yeah, very like. I went National Lampoons rather than Guardians, but honestly, interchangeable for me. Yeah. yeah. Zane, Tron, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't seen Tron all that. <laughs> like Tron Legacy or Tron Tron. Either either one. John either Tron. one. The music. That's absolutely like definitely the visual style they're going for. Like there were more colors than black and blue. Yeah. But that was definitely the style that they went for. That eighties sort of. Uh, microchip. Yeah. I was hoping either of you had paid attention to the music because I noticed it a lot during the actual film, but I'm not qualified to discuss what I noticed. I it mean, was a lot of techno, but like soft the, techno for like, a lack of time. Yeah, there was like there were parts where I was like, they've done a Guardians here yeah. and they've like put in that song and then they reused it again later. In the, uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. I will... In the defense, that song's literally rock. about yeah. Asgardian, about Valhalla and the gods. Led Zeppelin, you mean, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But there was like, a lot of the music I managed, I noticed just during like regular scenes, like not licensed music. Um, yeah, it was very... Oh, Zane said Tron, and that reminded me of the music from the first Tron movie, not the one that was done by Daft Punk, just the regular sort of... Oh, guys, I'm not qualified for this. Someone step in, please. I've never seen Tron, so I don't really know. Oh, yeah, well, Zane has. In your musical, you got words. Sure. Yeah. The music was Guardians. They yeah. put they took the, the formula for the music for Guardians and they transplanted it on. I only remember there being two times a licensed bit of music was used and it was the one song and the rest was all... No, there was there was several. Was there? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I meant like the original score that was made for this film I'm talking about, not the soundtrack. I'm talking about the actual music that composers wrote for them for this movie. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Okay. Couldn't tell you. Is um, next. What, what's next? Uh, so we've just done babies. Correct. Synopsis. Oh. Oh, I did write this one down. Cool. Norse mythology brought to you by the Anzac Pact. By the what? By the Anzac Alliance or Pact. <sighs> Australia, New Zealand. And the United States bring you Norse mythology. Australia, New Zealand Army Corps, I believe is what Yeah, USA for. doesn't. Oh, I said Anzus. Sorry. Did I say Anzac? Yeah. I meant Anzus Pact. Anzus. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, sorry. I was like, what does the Army Corps have anything no, to do? No, Anzus Alliance. That's why I got flipped. But you know what I'm talking about. Now I do. Um, Thor and Loki's. Big sister is actually worse than Loki. Hashtag Hulk smash. <laughs> yeah. Lucky we had those other two movies that gave us characters we like. Hashtag. Don't watch it. Ah, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh, Seb. It's one of these reviews. Oh, good. All I right. don't hate it. Yeah. There are things I like. Well. What's better? Do you guys want to start with the good or start with the bad? Start with the good. Yeah. It's a really fun movie. It's very enjoyable. Nothing too heavy. Very fast paced. Like for me, there was like one or two scenes where the movie took a breath. And I think the first one was when Thor wakes up in Hulk's bachelor pad. That's like the first time this movie's like, and calm. Because it was like, go, 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 go. The entire movie, it, that happens. And then it pretty much feels like, go, 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 until 
Oh, there was another point towards the end that kind of briefly paused and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. But I remember there was like two good breaths in this movie, but the pace was just crazy, which is a compliment. It just, it was a very, like, it, how long is this movie? Almost two hours? Something like that. Because it didn't feel that long to me, but it also didn't feel like it was too quick. Like it was this nice medium paced film. Yeah, I thought it was paced pretty good. Yeah, It was definitely a quick film. I think that is part of the problem I have with it is that there, it, it didn't. It didn't tell the story or service the characters in the way that I would have liked. In a way, like coming directly after Spider-Man: Homecoming, I think this is definitely a step back for Marvel in terms of actual filmmaking and storytelling. I think it fits in well with what they've done with Thor before, mm. and it's definitely a little bit of a, a, a shift in in tone and style of film. It's almost like a, um, it was like a soft reboot for the series, isn't it? Though? Compared to well, like tonally speaking. Well, it's the third speaking. one. Like why are you yeah. soft rebooting on the third of the trilogy? Why? Because, oh, okay, to speak <laughs> frankly, we, we've discussed the Thor movies. They are two of the most poorly received Marvel films, yeah, period. Look, so if I they were doing the same thing again, I would probably be mad going, guys, people love your other movies and the Thor ones, they're sort of mad about change something. So I think the fact that they were changing is whether you yeah, like what they did or not. New Zealand people in it. I agree. It sounds like you're just being racist now. Like, I'm you know, sorry. Taika Waititi is now on my list of things that I don't want to see anymore. Ridiculous request. Wow. He's on my list. Like, honestly, I went in, I didn't, I liked what we do in the shadows and I was interested to see more of his stuff. What he did in this film just felt really gratuitous, but I'll save that for the bad stuff. Mm. I'll, Something I really liked. It was visually amazing. It was oh yeah, the, it did look the, right. The effects, the styles, um, all of uh, the Jeff Goldblum planet, really great, really thought out, very well, uh, interesting to look at, and I can't floor it. Hella, very badass. Not as yeah. deeply written as I like. Actually, I really did like her backstory of the whole revisionist history thing with Odin and really just being pissed off about being, you know, covered up as like the dirty little secret of Asgard. I wish they delved a little bit more into it. And I'm talking like one or two more scenes worth. I didn't need a whole yeah. side thing. Like, well, but it wasn't... Marvel always gets the shaft of being having shallow villains. And I didn't think that that was the case in this one. But I also felt like they could have done a little tiny bit more just to have a fully fleshed out. But in saying that, holy shit, like the scenes where she was just killing people, I thought it was pretty damn incredible. Yeah. The action was all right. And um, she killed the Warriors 3, two of them so brutally. That was great yeah. for me. I mean, I was very upset losing the first two in their, op- in their, in their opening Don't scene. Don't get me wrong. I love a good character death. Mm. These weren't good character deaths. Asian one was good, I thought. No, I think that one was overwrought and the other ones were underwrought. Yeah. <laughs> like it was really like, oh, cool. They're going to do something with the big bad. Oh, no. Okay, they're dead. Oh, I guess I can stop caring about those characters yeah. now. I, I was a bit upset that they died before they even said hello. Yeah. That was a bit too quick for me. But I think the failing for me in this was they died and Thor never had a scene to where he could react to their deaths. Yeah. Does he even know that? That's exactly like, yeah. it. And I, I honestly, like, he's a character that should find out or should, when yeah. he gets back, have the moment where his, like, his Heimdall wears Volstag. And 
it's just something that, but I guess they, I mean, honestly, this film was a straight comedy. And I think that for him focusing on the death of his best friends would have not Down sat there. with the film that we were given. Or like the death of his father. Or like the, the He reacted to the or... father's death, but then it was very quickly swept up because, oh, here's Hella. It is yeah. comedy. It is listed comedy last. But it is listed as comedy. It is listed as comedy. Yeah. Th- that is one thing that I really enjoyed was how much comedy was in this. And it's probably due to a lot of the improv that they did with the lines. Mm. But like the we're, we're not doing the we need we need help again. Like with the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like and then like bringing it back like when they're confronted by Heller again. <laughs> we're like, not doing it, we're not doing it. And Zane Don't has look this- at me. I'm I'm silently shaking my head. I'll bring that up when we're talking about bad mm. stuff. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it it's it's not meant to be the most serious movie. It is a comedy. I have two minds about this. The film we got is hilarious. I laughed pretty much the entire way through. Yeah. For me, there wasn't really a joke that could come to mind that fell flat that I was like, oh, too much, not, you know, not the right one. Yeah. So I was happy with that. But when I look at the narrative of this film and what actually occurs when you take away the jokes... It's not a fun, happy story. It's, it's not. His best friends die very brutally, very quickly. His father dies. He gets sent away and forced into slavery. He has to escape with the help of the one remaining soldier from this elite like section of Asgard who wants to go get vengeance for the death of her lover. He has to convince his brother to not be a turncoat to come with him. Like It's all very serious matter, but... I can, I'm acknowledging this all exists in the film, but the film doesn't acknowledge it to you in a way that... And I have one yeah. point to add to that. Every time one of those moments happened, whether it be Odin's death, whether it be the realisation of Valkyrie's backstory mm. or any of those, it immediately is undercut by a, a lame joke. And I, I, like, there are good jokes in this movie. This was a funny movie. I I acknowledge that. Yeah. But you don't undercut character death, especially Odin, who's been there from the very start. You don't undercut his death with a joke. And what I, was, I what agree. was the joke? I can't remember. All I remember is cringing at it. Like that's I walked. I walked out of this going, oh, that because that I, that annoyed me. Well, I watched it this morning. Odin dies, Hela shows up, there aren't any jokes because it's, who are you? Oh, the, and no, they, they start fight. making, they start quipping at each other. They, the Loki and, and Thor start no, quipping I, with Hela, I think, or Hela starts quipping with them. What, what I think what actually happens is um, Hela shows up, breaks the hammer, or... And also... Thor gets really mad, says to Loki, this is all your fault, all you wanted to do was take the throne or something. They're not taking quips at each other. They're blaming each other for Odin's death. Then Odin, Hela shows up. I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. I'm saying before Odin died, he quipped. Like, and to be, to be fair, in Zane's defense as well, even if that scene didn't do that, there was a couple of other beats in this film where they do do that. So Odin's one aside, because I also can't remember there yeah. being one, but even if they didn't in that one, there's a couple of other serious moments that are quickly covered up with jokes. And especially but, like at the end... When they literally, he takes the throne and he and he cuts to Taika Waititi carrying an unconscious bug. I'm like, come on, like this isn't this is not the, what I want to see. Like 
finally Thor is taking the throne of Asgard, whatever that means, and you're cutting to the director in his ridiculous character making a stupid joke. That didn't land for me. I did not laugh. I was like, that's gross. I would say my audience was rolling with laughter even during that joke. So well, your audience is stupid. But just for the record of giving context though, because I... Yeah. I yeah, mean, like my audience the, reacted very well to this film. The lighter-hearted, not-so-serious film-goer, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Like, it, not everything has to be like, this is a serious moment, let's make it always serious, always, because mm. that's going to be the best thing for a, a Thor movie-goer to enjoy. Let's make it light-hearted and happy, and hey, we've got this quippy character. Oh, sure, well, okay, we'll, uh-huh. let's all be happy that Odin dies. Well, Hooray! Let's I mean, make a joke about there it. Was no, there was nothing happy that happened when Odin died. There was probably a quip before he died. When he was telling them he was dying. Let's move on because but we're I, still talking just, about things that we like. Yeah, yeah but I'm, I, I agree. I do agree with both of you. Honestly, I fall in the middle because for me it was all the jokes, fantastic. But the serious story that was also there was quite intriguing and I, I felt like they both needed spotlight. And while I'm... And it's weird, I'm happy with a movie that's as funny as this was. I still don't think the plot was the right plot for a film that was as funny as this one was. And it's, it's weird, like, because I like the plot and I like the jokes, but I guess it's like peanut butter and Vegemite. Like, they both go good in a sandwich, but you shouldn't put them in the same sandwich. I had, I had no issue with what was happening. Well, like I said, I laughed and had a great time as well. Like, yeah. I'm not dissing the movie, but like I said, some, some ingredients for me don't, make the right meal. And that was the, I don't know, it's, but still, you know, hey, it's still food. You know, I'll probably eat it. Like peanut butter and jelly. A lot of people love it. Personally, I don't. Yeah. But like for this, like I will go and try peanut butter jelly and I might enjoy it because to me, that's what, Mm. in your analogy, this was for me. Was it peanut butter and jelly? I don't like a peanut butter and Vegemite sandwich. Would not try that. No, no one would. I don't think. I want to speak up in Taika Waititi's defense as an actor. I really enjoyed, is it Korg? The, he was the Groot with yeah. voice. He was like, really funny. I may, okay, maybe I have yeah. a soft spot for like New Zealand humor. Just his voice may, maybe entertains it me a little bit. Literally your Kiwi accent yeah. that. Um, the scene where Loki's visiting Thor in the, the cell and just at the end, as Loki disappears, yeah. he runs up and kicks the wall and he goes, piss off ghost. Yeah. Oh my God. I think that was legitimately my favorite joke in the entire film. Yeah. I <laughs> couldn't stop laughing. And I was one of I had like, <sighs> center yourself. There's a movie continuing on. You can't be left behind in giggle, str- in giggle town. Yeah. Like for everyone listening, Zane absolutely hates this by the looks on his face. I'm sorry. So the two brothers have an argument about what they're actually going to do and then he literally disappears one beat and then he kicks the wall. Yeah. This is kind of like, oh. I, as a, that's a joke that landed flat with me. No, that's such a pity. I really, that was one of my favourite ones because he was such a goofy character. Like, yeah. oh, I'm here because I started a revolution. Oh, what happened? Oh, I didn't hand out enough pamphlets. Like, yeah. this is really funny stuff. Yeah. But, it was yeah. funny. Very funny. Yeah. For an improv sketch movie. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but to be fair, this is an improv movie by the sounds of your trivia fact. Yeah, 80%. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not counting that as a, a good point. Oh, but so we are. Don't try. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Don't, don't throw yeah. that at me because I'm saying, I mean, yes, 80%. Yeah. Like, this, so, this isn't a Captain America film where it's meant to be serious and, like, mm. taken seriously, and he's the first Avenger. Like, mm. he's the. 
the the outsider who's like, yeah, I'm a hero. Like, well, this is, raises a point. I wonder funny. if they went like full funny with this film. So Guardians of the Galaxy, all off Earth, they go comedy, yeah? Yeah. For the Thor movies, they either put them on Earth and people complain, like, this is an Asgardian story, get the fuck off our planet, have a space story, that's what this is. Yeah. Do you think they went full serious in the first couple of films because it is based on Earth, so there's the idea that as an audience, we will care, but for a film that's entirely not on Earth, but realistically... I care about Thor, yes, but for the general yeah. audience not being on Earth, these are all removed problems. Do you think that's one of the reasons they went the Guardians approach of revving up the comedy because there's now an emotional detachment from I mean, where it's placed? Possibly that's why it felt so Guardians because yeah. they were doing the Guardians thing. Like literally, because like, like, the first two movies were, I mean, Marvel always throws in a little bit of comedy everywhere, even yeah. when just Soldier has some laughs in it. Yeah, like, exactly. But, but like, I wonder if they went more comedy because... Yeah, there wasn't that Earth attachment because I can't think of any. Oh, maybe you would you say Ant Man? Because money. Well, everything else made money, and it wasn't a full comedy. Like, but Guardians is far and away the most successful. Avengers, uh, even Captain America, I think um, Winter Soldier did well. Winter, um, Civil it, it, War. I'm not, I'm not denying like, that they did well. What I'm saying is that Guardians of the Galaxy, far and away, was the most popular and most. Yeah. And made the most money. It could also be, honestly, for let's go creative reasons. We've shown that this out there universe in Guardians of the Galaxy is a ridiculous place. That's what we've seen. Yeah. Every character is a caricature of the next character, you know? Yeah. That's all that. Wouldn't it be also strange to have Thor literally in the same place and his story be a black and white film noir? Like, th- th- you'd want to keep the tone similar, right? Yeah. I feel it, like you're trying to, to preempt my arguments. I no, I'm just love the no, fact, talking about I why it's different. I love the fact that Thor is a comedy. I think Thor deserves to be a comedy. I think Thor is an inherently funny character. Mm-hmm. Thor yeah. is served well by this movie. Hemsworth my did well. Issues, yeah. it's not with comedy. Mm. I think Thor Ragnarok could definitely have been a comedy. My problems are with the execution of that idea. Okay. But you know, I'm not trying to preempt you. I'm just trying to work out why this film is different. And all I can go off is the setting has changed to a, a pre-existing setting from a comedy franchise. It's different from the last two films in, in both setting and tone. I'm just trying to work out in a non-cynical money-making kind of way what legitimate reasons as a filmmaker there would be to have such a swerve of tone. Like it's, for me, this is really interesting. Like is it literally, is Marvel doing space is a really funny place? Or is it literally, like I said, the last two Thor movies weren't received well. Audiences aren't going for this Shakespearean sort of tale. Like, they don't want that. They want, like, or, the fun Iron Man stuff. Or, 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 or. The last two movies didn't go so well and they were placed on Earth. Guardians and Guardians 2 happened not placed on Earth with a really funny, like, outer space mm. sort of thing. Let's do Thor 3 like that, see how that goes. Yeah. Worked really well. Yeah, that's, in my yeah, I agree that, as well. That's exactly like what you what you're saying is exactly what I think they thought yeah. was that like we could do so much better if we took this off Earth and made it funny like Guardians. Yeah, and I for me it also I thought yeah. it worked really well. Although, like I said, I feel like I'm sitting between you guys because I, I I loved all the comedy and I loved the story, but I'm still not committed to they both should have happened entirely the way that we got them. I mean, like, you could always change things. Oh, I will. I don't know why I winked when I said that. Do you want to move on to bad then or is there anything else on the really good camp? 
I mean, Thor used lightning. I complained about it for two weeks and it happened, so I'm happy. Yeah, he finally tapped into his power that all he needed was his dad to die. And losing his eye, nice touch as well. Yeah, I think... And the the helmet when he was fighting Thor, um, yep. Hulk, yeah. yeah, it like it all for me came together. Like, yeah, um, I wanted more from Hulk. I mean, I know we're still in the good part, and I did enjoy yeah. Hulk, but I don't know. I felt like some of the magic was missing that we had from the Avengers films. Like, I don't know, I don't know. I can't explain what it was. It just didn't feel like there was no Black Widow. But <laughs> also, he was a toddler. He yeah. wasn't an angry monster. Yeah. Like usually he yeah. we get this like angry monster who's like barely held in and this yeah. he's literally a three year old. Yeah. Like that that's the kind of character we get when they're talking to him and when he's talking to them. Yeah. And you don't see that anger that is so signature Hulk. Yeah. Um and I yeah, that that is my issue with the betrayal of Hulk in this film. Well, I think I mean I could be wrong, but I think the idea is because he's been Hulk for two or three years, whatever it is. I think that's the point of like, because he's literally, when we see him in the beginning in the normal Hulk, he's pretty much an infant by that stage, right? Like he's yeah. an angry temper, th- you know, tantrum throwing infant, but he's kind of slowly going through maturation, right? Like that's, I think that's the idea. Like he's actually now two years old. So he's now two years wiser than he was every time he's transformed prior. I think sure. I, I may have read that somewhere as well in one of the press junkets for this film, maybe from Mark Ruffalo himself explaining that, yeah, the Hulk is literally literally two years old now, like as opposed to every time we've seen him where he's been not that. So maybe by the next movie we'll get him, he'll be a little bit different once again because he's now progressing onwards and like how he's being Hulk. Did they kill Bruce Banner in this film? I'm confused. I mean, it was hinted that if he turned back into Hulk that he wouldn't be able to, but that's not tested. And he's... Yeah, no, I don't think they did anything definitive with that. There's yeah. the throwaway line in one of the in the Avengers that Bruce Banner put a, a bullet in his mouth and Hulk spat it out. So he's tried to kill himself in the past and Hulk hasn't allowed it. He falls from quite a high height, hits the ground, and when they cut to him, he ain't breathing, moving, or blinking. Like he is, yeah, he, is. he is. No, I didn't see it. I mean, maybe I missed it, but I, mean, I he didn't was really see a thing. Hurt. Like he was probably winded as fuck. I didn't even hear a groan really out of the fucking plane. He looked dead like, when I saw. It, I thought he was dead, oh. and I was like, "This is so awkward." And then the transformation happens, and I'm like, "Has he now?" Like I was like, "Is this film trying to tell me that?" Because he said he doesn't want to be locked up by Hulk again. Is he actually killing himself so he doesn't have to be Hulk's prisoner while Hulk controls him? If that's what he was doing, it wasn't communicated yeah. at all. Uh, I, did you, did you see him move anything. after he hit? I think he was played for a joke, honestly. Well, I, I think, think it was too. Yeah. But when they cut to him and he, like from when I saw him, no breathing, moving, blinking, groaning, nothing. I was like, oh shit, is Can he I, meant to I be dead? I will just say now, if that turns out to be true, I'm out. That is not a way to kill Bruce Banner. I know, I know. I'm, I'm sure like, it isn't. But like <laughs> the way I looked at it, I was, that's why I was confused. Like, because yeah. the film's not telling me he's dead. I don't. I don't. But think the visual was. I don't. I do not think that that's the case. All right, we'll move on to. I know. I have another good thing. Oh. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. I think he was perfect cast as Grandmaster, and I really, really enjoyed his performance. I do think we got a little. Too much of him. Did you guys stay for after the credits as well? Yes. You severely disappointed. Marvel movies. <laughs> I know. Um, I thought it was funny though, but yeah. yeah. It, it, it was funny, but like. I have literally know. used that excuse in D&D games to try and get away from guards. <laughs> like, well, without us criminals, you'd have no job. So you're welcome. I'm kind of like your boss because without me, you don't have a job. And also technically I'm a taxpayer. 
So I'm like double your boss. So I'm going to go. It's roll on issue. You're relieved. Yeah. So I appreciated his whole, you can't have a revolution without a, a <laughs> dictator. So good job. It's a tie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was great. Do you guys, I laughed like a um, jackass when this happened when I realized what was going on, but like when Thor's being brought into the Grandmaster's lair and it's like um, Child and Chocolate Factory with the- Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really funny, but I wasn't sure how it was going to play for you guys just because it was it was a weird moment that definitely didn't need to be there, but it was really no, fun. It was, it was funny though, but then like the scream, like <laughs> <laughs> also great. Yeah. Uh, Landed beautifully. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize Hemsworth was just like that funny. Like I saw him in Ghostbusters, obviously. Also, he was funny in that, but I didn't click. Wanted to shout out a couple of cameos from Sam Neill and uh, oh, what is it? What is it? Luke Hemsworth in um, yeah, yeah, was, when they were doing Matt Damon. The, yeah, Matt Damon. And Matt Damon, yeah. Okay, Fucking hilarious. When Matt Damon's face came on, there was like scattered chuckles in the crowd and just yeah. laughed. And I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like, it's Matt Damon. I was like, squinting like, is it really? Matt Damon? I really struggled to see him because he's so white bread. <laughs> he just blends yeah. into roles. But I didn't realize that it was yeah. Sam Neill as Odin. Yeah. You know, so I got to go back and check that out. Ha- and I, haven't we specifically spoken about it? We spoke about Sam Neill being in the film, but I didn't realize it was that was him. I, right. I was not here for that discussion. I felt like I knew that before. Well, I happened, knew he was so in the I, film, yeah. No, no, I felt like I knew that exact scene was oh. happening in it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, neither. All right, move on. Sure. Zane, what didn't you like about Thor 3? Korg. Korg was fine. Obviously. While he was in prison and while he was like introducing Thor to the, the stadium, then when he came back and then he came back and he came back. And hey, he was did like, he come back that many times? I remember he, I mean, he introduces and stuff. He's literally standing at Thor's left hand as he sits on the throne. Literally, he did say that's the how much Taika Waititi elevated this one character in yeah. the film. Also, the the improv. I need to address the fact that sitting in this film, characters were different from one scene, or the it, it, literally beginning of the scene to the end of the scene when they were swapping from improv to script. Yeah, and it was so clear to me and so uncomfortable to watch for me is kind of like this really annoys me. The most egregious version of that I feel was Valkyrie when she was all like yada yada blah 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 I'm having a fun time with Hulk but I'm really quite serious and damaged individual then you get into her apartment where there's like I feel like I know you. Mm. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? With weird head movements and I'm like who are you? Get off the screen. A drunk person. Uh, she hadn't she, drunk then. Didn't she down like a bottle of booze? Oh, that was no. Cu- there's a totally different scene. Oh, okay. That was fun though. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like honestly, but it's it's completely unplausible for a, a drunk character to not drink while she's on screen and possibly be drunk. I'm when not they get having back a problem there. with her drinking or playing a drunk person. My problem is that from one scene when she's drinking or not to the end to the next scene. They're entirely different. The same with Thor. Like at one point he's like a childish, what's going on? This is totally crazy. And then he's like, oh, I'm Thor, god of thunder. I'm going to kick everyone in this mm. on this planet's butt. Like it's like he, he switches from no confidence to super confidence really quickly. Yeah. And it's like that yeah. is just down to script. And if 
it's true that 80% is improvised, then that was a poor mistake. Okay. So, that, yeah, it's very different to what I thought because I thought your problems would have been more in line with my problems. Like I said during the other section about, yeah, the whole plot versus the comedy didn't match I, up for me. I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. that. I don't think I need to talk anymore yeah, yeah. about what you said is true. Um, giving Hella jokes was really bad idea. Mm. Because you don't have anyone to receive them except Carl Urban. And it's like he's totally stoic the entire time. So that joke is just going to go nowhere. Yeah. Um, Fall. Except for the first scene. (laughs) Carl Urban was my biggest issue with this. Right? No. Right? Really? The biggest issue. What is he there for? He's Scourge. What is he there for? He's doing his arc from the comics. What is he there for? He replaced for, for someone who okay. has never seen okay. the comics. Well, the, in, in the, this I'm, movie, I'm just I just want to tell you my like oh, yeah, yeah. from someone who hasn't seen the comics, Scourge shows up. Great. Who the fuck is this guy? Oh, oh he's stolen some AK47s. Yeah, Funny. great. And a scooter and a helmet and a bucket. Great. Yeah, good job. And like okay, now he's going to run up and and tell Loki Odin that Thor's back. Great. Oh, now he's going to join Hela. Great. Oh, now he's going to pretend that he's a refugee. Great. Oh, now he's going to jump down and like be a savior. Great. You mean you're explaining his whole arc? What's the, what, what part? Don't you? Oh, I, I just like okay. At no point it wasn't believable. <laughs> yeah. Any of it. Like it was on, so. I will just give you the one fix that would have fixed his if he was actually the head of a section of Asgard populace. And yeah. they were actually like factions. There was a faction that were willing to follow Hela and like actually, yes, we want to live the old days, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And then Heimdall was the other part of that. Yeah. Scourge wasn't there because he, was, he existed totally there to be there as a character to accept exposition from Hela. At no point did he add any opinion to it. He was all like, oh... I don't really care for what you're saying, but if I say no, you'll kill me. So I guess I'll just stand here and look conflicted yeah. for the rest of this scene. That's not how I took him at all. Like, yeah, firstly, the reason he was there actually made a lot of sense. Heimdall can literally see people for what they are, their souls. That's his whole thing. Yeah. Loki gets rid of him as Odin for that very reason that this guy can tell who I am. He is a threat to my claim on the throne as fake Odin. Yeah. So Heimdall's gone. So the Bifrost is a huge plot point in Thor 1, 2, and not in this film, but it's a thing that we know exists that needs a thing. So Loki puts someone who is like Loki, like someone that he approves of, in charge. So he puts a <laughs> sus gentleman in. Like that's, I don't lo- have a problem with the fact that a sus gentleman was placed there and served this part yeah. of the role. Yeah. I have a problem with them trying to make me feel anything for this guy who's literally just been terrible, 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 terrible. Okay, I guess it's... I'm going to stand up now, so I guess I'll do this. Like it's, he was never an evil character. That's why it was never surprising for me when he was. He did that little turn at the end because he was never evil. Like he didn't want to execute that lady. He was happy he didn't have to. Like he was just like you said. He just wants to put his head down and survive. That's it. He just okay. a guy that didn't want to be. Interrupted. Okay, why is he the only one? Why yeah. is no one else in it Asgard just, in that situation? That would that, because they're yeah. proud. Because all the ones that okay, then why is he there? So you're saying that no one can have... I'd say it's impossible for one person to I'm have saying fear? I'm make something of it. They made nothing of it. He was literally just there and he's like, oh, I don't like doing this. Yeah. yeah. And then like, silence. 
Who are you? I'm the janitor. Do you want a job? I mean, like, okay. I understand that you're complaining that you thought he were, he had a, a was, utility role rather than a, a plot role, right? Like he's just there to give the bad guy someone to talk to. I'm going right? to say Legit. my problem is That's... the movie trying to make something where there's nothing. If you get rid of Carl Urban yeah. and you have a Asgardian named Joe, yeah. he gets made executioner and then he doesn't question it at all. He's just like, yes, I will be executioner. Then in the final battle, he gets slain by whoever. The movie is the same. Yeah. Exactly. So why is Carl Urban there? Not every. Why is Scourge there? Not every character needs to influence and change the plot of a film, guys. Just, and he got so he much got, screen yeah, time. That's, that's the same. So much like, screen well, time. Well, for the reason you guys said, like you guys answered why he's there. Helen needs someone to talk to. Otherwise, we have this really poorly written character that we're doing, that's doing things that we as an audience have no idea why. She this doesn't is, need someone to talk to. This is so then, we, then we'd be sitting here complaining. Um, demon dude elf. Which if he didn't have... He would just be expositing directly to the audience's faces. We all agreed was not great last week. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like you need to know what the bad guy wants and why. Okay. Otherwise, they're a badly written character. Then like, why we- didn't Hella just go down into the vault, wake everyone up, and say, "You there? You are my second in command. You're my executioner." The scene, why not? The scene where Hella breaks the painting on the ceiling and yeah. shows the real history of Asgard would be really weird if she's doing it and talking out loud to herself about it. She could then do it rearrange. to the populace. If there's yeah. a, a cowering populace in the room and she destroys the mural yeah. and explains to the actual Asgardian people that this is their history, not the Odin peacemaker, yeah. that would be so much more impactful than just doing it to... Because I think uh, doing it to one person so you have one person to feed off emotions is a much more effective way. But, but I mean, dis- he, he we disagree, just, it's fine. Was, I just he, think that you guys are arguing about... He was there about- to give emotion. He was there yeah. to literally just accept what she was saying and silently not agree. Yeah. Well, that's his character. What do you want? Like that, the character is someone. Like I don't think he was doing a bad job of it. And he's, he's just no. Yeah. I don't think he did a bad job. Yeah. I think the script was wrong. That's what I'm saying. The character did not need to be there, and the fact yeah. that he lives and dies in this movie is pointless for the character. Now, Carl Urban's out. The yeah. end. I don't know. I just thought it was uh, a coward coming to bravery was his little arc that he got. I thought that was nice. Like, I didn't think it was as deep as everything else in this film, but I also didn't think it was shallow or unnecessary. It just added to the world. Like, if we, if this was an unnamed guy that did nothing and then okay. died, Let's you'd also on. be like, Let's this is boring, cut gonna, it. We're not going to convince you. You're yeah. not going to convince us. It, also, it's Carl Urban, guys, the human chameleon. So back the fuck off, okay? <laughs> I'm not complaining about Carl Urban. <laughs> this is all coming back to that movie, that fight that we did. <laughs> I, I really am, though. Like, he could have been someone so much cooler, like, on... But it's not his performance. It's the script no. that he was given. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, it, I, if, he, if he was somewhere with uh, Jeff Goldblum... Like if he was the the second in command there, rather than the Kiwi lady, yeah, oh. I think that would have been so much better for Carl Urban. I liked and him. Yeah. Then maybe he could have written a country song. Yeah, yeah. Change his name to Keith. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with you. Can we talk about Doctor Strange? Sure. Very. Uh, we should have. I should have brought this up in the good things. It was a very interestingly shot scene, wasn't yeah. it? Like the constant jumps. Mm. I, it's fine. I it was played for it. laughs. I enjoyed Again, all the stuff. Why did he have to be in it? Other, other than the fact to get Doctor Strange in, in the Thor movies. He, he was him to Odin. Okay. Why, Odin. why could not like Loki cast the spell? It's like, oh, I left him here. And then 
they go to an office and have some sort of mm. strange interaction with probably another Kiwi for whatever reason. It's like, oh, no, he got sent to Norway. That's weird. Why would we send someone to Zane. Norway? Zane. Poof, we're in Norway and Odin's there. Marvel Cinematic Universe. What I'm saying <laughs> is if you have Doctor Strange... Make it mean something. I he did. It, he made Loki fall for like half an hour. That was funny. Um, I really. That's that. not. That doesn't add anything. No. To what story. they're doing all is all we it's had comedy. to do <laughs> is like have Doctor Strange actually caring for Odin. It's like he's in Norway. I've put him there. We have been talking about what's happening, or like he's been advising me on on how to help Earth. Let Doctor Strange have an actual personal relationship mm. with Odin. Thor's father, king of the gods, god of wisdom, so that in the next movies they can have some sort of connection over Odin. I thought he did put his dad in Norway. Like uh, legit, he, I, th- he I thought that he put no, he said, I know where he is. He's in Norway and he said... Oh, that's right. Um, as for why he's in this movie, I think it was honestly just to speed up his progression from the end of Doctor Strange to Avengers. And that's it. I know that's not the reason you want, but literally he ends Doctor Strange not powerful enough they put him in this movie to say, like, look at how he's how he's progressed. Yeah. So in the next saying, movie, he's there. You can cut that scene, and wasn't there nothing. like an end scene? He was also scene? Thor was in the end of Doctor Strange in this scene, the beer scene. That was that. That was also that. Yeah. So they put that scene in this film because Thor was looking for his dad at the end of thing. So uh, to be honest, when they showed up outside that building, I was like, where the fuck are they? Like, where are they going into? Um. Oh, sorry. When Thor shows yeah. up outside, I was like. Why? Where are they? And then when everything changed, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. All that outside stuff was in Brisbane too, like our city. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't pick a single bit of it. And yeah, it's they very were, obvious where it was. Oh, they were filming for three days there and I think yeah. they were outside for under a minute. Yeah, right. maybe Because it, it was literally them on the one sidewalk getting a selfie and then they're inside pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They closed off a lot of city for that. I know it's Do filming, you, I get it, but yeah. it's just like Filmmaking, a lot. Lighting, weather, shot, getting shots right. Yeah, it, it makes sense. Why? I, I know, but it's just like it's incredible that three days for maybe forty-five seconds. Yeah, maybe, maybe the and inside of the building was in Brisbane. Well, well, they did film on the Gold Coast, so the inside of the building was probably there. Maybe because I know Benedict was also here for filming, Ooh, so it would have been. Ooh, Benny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the fact that he was there. It's. What this what the whole franchise is based off is world building. Yeah. Why is the character here? Because it was better to use a character that's Again, established to make a new character. My complaint was not that he was there, mm. is that he wasn't there enough or he wasn't actually incorporated into the story. He was literally there as a, it was like, a plot point. He he wasn't a plot point. He was literally was. like, Oh, you need to find Odin? Here he is. He was mm. Not even he was he was a means of travel. Yeah, he was a bus. Yeah. But I, I, I honestly, I think next film we'll be looking back when God knows somehow Doctor Strange gets pulled into what's happening by Thor. As oh, cool. Well, now that makes sense. At least I know that's retroactive. But at least the next movie will make sense. I'm, it's, this doesn't help this film, but it's going to make Avengers make more sense when suddenly someone knows about Doctor Strange to get help from him rather than them have to run into each other randomly. I know that's bad, but backwards. Again, but, I'm not yeah. complaining he's in the film. Yeah. I'm complaining that he was underused. My big complaint in this movie is that they destroy Odin's character. They destroy Loki's character. Why do they destroy Odin's character? I'm not arguing. I'm just asking, legitimately asking. 
in the last movies, Odin has been this uh, pillar of stubbornness and anger, but also order and wisdom. In this one, it's, it's literally he's given two scenes where he's like, oh, no, I'm about to die, so this could be home dead. Yep. That's not a fitting death for mm. Odin, for what he's given and what he's given both Loki and Thor in the previous films. It wasn't touched on at all. Mm. Mm. By it all, I mean enough. You can <laughs> whine as much as you like, Alex. <laughs> as for Loki, I mean, I, I, you'd say your piece, but I actually thought that he had a, a decent bit of character development in this film. But you do say why you disagree first and then I'll tell you why I disagree with you. <laughs> okay. In the previous films, Loki has been, yes, mischievous. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier. My entire argument for last week on Loki destroyed by his perform- his character in this movie. What did you argue right? last week again? Yeah. What did you argue last week? I forget. Oh, that his whole character arc was that he wanted to rule Asgard mm. and then he finally gets there and at the start he's just there like... <laughs> yep. Eating a grape, watching himself <laughs> himself in a play. That's that's not the reason why he wanted to fucking rule. And it just didn't I say he didn't want to rule, he just wanted to be accepted as his family, and now that he's in, he's just like, oh, this is nice too. But then he's not accepted by his family and he doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Like, because like the, and that's come? that's my point. Yeah. Is this movie undoes so much of the previous two in the terms of character development? Mm. And I've, again, I feel it comes down to script being sort of retroactively uh, improvised, redone <laughs> by improvised dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, Loki is so much goofier in this movie than in any previous movie. And that takes away so much of his, like, like what he has done previously, yeah. being off the cuff, being true to Loki's character, yeah. and puts it more on Tom Hiddleston trying to be funny as Loki doing Loki. Mm. It really threw me at the beginning of this. Is like, is this just, like, one big joke that's going to pay off like halfway through the movie that this has been some sort of alternate dimension where Loki's being crazy with people. And like, no, because it carries all the way yeah. through and makes Loki such a cheap character and it really cheapens his villainhood um, mm. in the previous film. I think this is his face turn film, although in saying that guarantees no, a villain next every, film. Every film he has a face turn. I know. This film is like 90% a good guy though. There's like literally like maybe 10, 15 minute sequence of the he's film where he's bad. He's 90% a good guy is because Thor predicts every time he's going to turn bad yep. and stops him. Yeah. Like if he got away with it, he would have been a villain more. Yep. So I, that is my the, problem with when... Uh, sorry. No, go on. When, when Hulk comes out, <laughs> Loki's face. Beautiful. That, beautiful. And then that when he beautiful. jumps up, when Thor gets ragdolled and he's like, yes, that's what that feels like. I'm like, I don't care. I care. That was hilarious that, too. Yeah, I um, that. The part for me, I thought Loki, I mean, we'll see what they run with it in the next film, but I really like the scene where Thor literally calls him on, you have had the same twist as a character in two different films. Stop doing the same thing, Loki. Progress. Yeah. I thought that was a fun bit. That was scripted. Yeah, but did you like that? Like yeah, literally, I did. stop pretending to be good and then doing something bad. I see it coming every time. You do it every time. I'm very different from how I was three years ago. Why haven't you changed? Crack a joke. Period. 
But right? I thought, yeah, yeah, we'll like, electrocute oh, you. Let's put a little bit of truth and let's not examine that at all. Let's make a joke. The end. But I actually appreciate it. Like, that's a good point. Like, they're actually acknowledging the fact that they have written Loki in the same up and down spo- uh, uh, pattern yeah. in all of his films, maybe bar Avengers, because he's. Pr- I think he's pretty much the. S- I mean, he's not evil in Avengers, but he's definitely the bad guy for all that film. Yeah. So I, that's why I was like, I thought they did good work with this character because they actually acknowledged your predictable change. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that was But that's bad, the only but... thing they did. Oh, I have a list. Heimdall. Where was he? Why didn't we get more of Heimdall? He was that new... was a really interesting story hmm. that just wasn't served at all. Yeah. Uh, it was like, okay, he's say, putting people in a fortress and fighting off these bad guys by himself with his sword or whatever. I can fix that. Cut out a bit of... Carl Urban. Cut out a bit of Grandmaster. Yeah. Yeah, cut, cut out a little bit of the the fighting, I think, at the end, I think, and give that to Heimdall because Heimdall is really let down by this movie. Although he's also, this is his closest to the top billing for all three of them. Like, we say he's let, he's let down, but he actually had the most scenes in this film out of any prior film, and uh, he should have, he should have been given more. Oh, I agree. He's a fantastic character. Like I don't, I don't see yeah. why we focused on Scourge and not Heimdall. Mm. It should have it should have been definitely Hela with her allegiance, Heimdall with his allegiance, mm. kind of fighting before Thor arrived to set in in, mm. in motion Ragnarok. I don't disagree because I really enjoy Idris Elba's performance in this film. Yeah. I also want more out of the rare like Marvel pop vinyls I own. Yeah. He's one of them. Like he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. And I want more of him. Like yeah, but yeah. And um, I like seeing a different side of him, seeing a more grizzled one. Because, like, we obviously in Thor 2, we see him take down a you know, ship with a dagger. Like, he's a badass character. But I like shiny, seeing him. like, armor and Yeah, everything. and seeing him like, so, so stripped yeah. back in this film, I thought was really cool. But, yeah, more would have been good. I, again, I'm saying what we got was good. It was a good nugget. Like, <laughs> that's a good, like, pitch for a start of a film. Like, you could have a whole film of Heimdall fighting Hela and we're just really underserved. My other problem is the is the is the uh the scope of the battles. Suddenly the entirety of Asgard and all the Asgardians can fit on this one ship. Yeah, that didn't play right and, to me. Either. And all of them can Climb down a mountain, really, really quickly. through Asgard onto the bridge to head to the Bifrost, mm-hmm. and Hela can't see them or know about them, even though she's got a giant wolf and an army. Okay, the Asgard numbers. I think they drop in the film that there was like two thousand of them with with um, Heimdall. That's all he had left. I don't know. I don't know how what their population is because that it's number, a poorly given even that number. It changes with. The scenes that they're in, yeah. like and some, you can see that it's a very small group, and then you see at the end, like it's a huge, like huge, and so they've got like mirrored. So, yeah, <laughs> I think it's, I think their population is like the Spartan Empire. It's mostly military, and we see a lot of them get killed in Hell's like second scene. So a lot of them are wiped out. Heimdall takes what he can. I, it's weird because remember I complained last week. They don't really explain Asgard as a planet. This is, I think, the first time we see it fully drawn back, and it's actually well, the flat Earthers are right. It's not a, it's not a planet. It's like a, a flat plane with waterfalls coming off it. Yeah, yeah. And so, then, did you kind of see like the underneath? Yeah, it's like yeah. almost flat underneath. It's so they, there goes the change to question from last time about other people on the planet in yeah. the Marvel uni- cinematic universe. No, no. <laughs> it's just yeah. Asgardians. And now 
if there were, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it is, honestly, it's just a city as opposed to a planet. So I guess that, honestly, we should downsize the scope of people just from what we've seen visually. What I'm saying is write, write for the movie that you have. <laughs> don't write scenes where you see the entire Asgardian populace. Mm. Just don't write it. You can see the part, the fight at one end of the caravan. You can see the fight at the beginning. You don't have to show both of them happening at the same time. Yeah. And the Thor can run from one end to the, from one end to the other in five seconds. Really, really cuts down the uh, the stakes involved. Yeah. It's like I I don't like. There's not enough people there to be an entire civilization. Yeah, I mean, like, and again, kind with, of like, I mean, like I said, we don't know how big it is. That's the sure. thing is, we just don't know. But again, with Hela's army, children. like, it looked yeah. like she had maybe two hundred undead warriors, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, if you want me to, if you want me to fear her, like, I've seen her take on an army by herself. Why does she need an undead army? Yeah, you need to show me millions and like, okay, this is a problem. Yep. And also the fact that Heimdall can kill three with one swing means that they're not so great a warrior then. They're just mooks. To be fair, they're not so great a warrior because they died in battle. But they're meant to be uh, the, the greatest warriors when she, interred underneath. When she rose them from the dead, I'm like, surely you want some soldiers that are alive because they're obviously doing a good job, right? Like you're rising all the, the losers really, right? Well, the Norse have the whole, like, the only good way to die is in battle, so... But, like, if I'm after <laughs> the best of the best, I'm not going to go digging up a guy that got shot. I'm going to go find a guy that's been shot at and lived. Well, isn't that a little counterintuitive if the Norse want to die in battle and then Odin just dies? That's why it's a sad yeah. death for him. That's why I think Zane was it's, saying. Like, he wanted a glorious battle. Death. Like, yeah. he sh- I mean, it would have been cool if he died at the hands of Hela. Yeah, it but it did also, they, they wrote themselves into a hole because like, if he's alive, she can't be there. So I mean, we obviously don't write that line. Yeah. But yeah. it also didn't make sense as to why she didn't come yet. If he's, I don't know. But yeah, he, she should have killed him. Hella was underwritten. I think she suffered for having Scourge there. Yeah. Honestly, I think she would have been more impressive if she was um, literally trying to be very Loki like in like appealing to the masses and she had that following rather than she it felt like she had just one guy and i'm like well you want asgard to take over the entire universe how is that going to happen if you don't have an asgard if you've killed all the asgardians yeah that's not going to happen well no the film much touched on this though this is actually a plot point of the film that she was treating Asgard like a place and, and the whole lesson for the film for Thor through Odin was literally like Asgard's not the place, it's the people. She wanted to have Asgard the kingdom whereas Thor was protecting Asgard the citizens and that was, so that was the difference in ideology. Why did she, she didn't not know. want them to go away? They, why, why did she care? Why did she care? Like, Cause cause she's were, a warmonger and she wants violence. But they weren't warriors. No, she's a warrior and she wants destruction. That's yeah, that's her whole character. But she, they were literally giving her what she wanted. Have Asgard. We won't fight you for it. Yeah, but they were fleeing from her in battle. Like That's the point. Like She wanted to kill them. But they were literally surrendered. They're like, I don't want to fight. Go away. But that was never her character. Like mm-hmm. She killed two featured characters from Thor 1 and 2 before they even said hi. Like She's a character but that doesn't care about your motivations. Okay, she just wants to kill you. This is my point. She never said that. She never said why she wanted to either kill or capture all the Asgardians. Mm. Like, that's, she was underwritten. And I think it's, it's classic Marvel. Mm. She was entertaining and she was impressive as a villain, but she 
pretty much is just another dark elf. I think like, she's better written but than that. Well, but, yeah. Because she had more to say. Mm. And she spoke English. That also helps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure there's more, but let's go to final judgments. Yeah. All right, Alex? Yep. I'm going to go see this again. And I think you all should too. I, it was very enjoyable. There was a lot of comedy. Yes, it was a lot of improv. Um, but for me, that didn't take away from the movie as much as an underserviced, underwritten character that could have been done by anyone else. Um, which I, I'm still like on a overall, like I'm okay with. Like, um, not my favorite thing of the movie, but other things have been worse in other Marvel movies. Mm. For example, just Captain America in the first Avenger. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Like, there there are worse things that Marvel has done. Um, all in all, enjoyable. Um, I didn't feel as long as it went for. Uh, no, Jane Foster was a good, uh, good oh, idea. Oh God, I didn't mention it. Yeah, yeah. I missed. I missed Selvig. I really liked yeah, I mean, him, but yeah, everything else was fine to miss out on. But yeah, because it wasn't Earth centered. Was really like I think it made it better. So yeah, definite yes from me. Oh, they've broken up. Thank was, God. Yeah, no, she dumped him, but he dumped her. It was a mutual dumping. That means that she dumped. Him. She definitely yeah. dumped him. But which is actually infuriates me because of because I hate her so much. And the whole like I looked for you for two years or whatever it was, you know, in the previous one. Yeah, I look forward to her becoming female for. I don't think they'd use her. <clears throat> I don't think they're going to go back to her at all. I look forward to her becoming female for. That's all. Deal. Yeah. Zane? Oh. Watch it once. I mean, it sets up Infinity War, but there's no. this is a huge misstep in terms of a lot of really heavy-hitting Marvel characters. And I, I was actually really disappointed with, uh, with the story. Um, in terms of stakes, it... it was really conflicted in, I feel, in what it wanted me to feel. So, I mean, it's a, it is an entertaining movie. It's funny. I won't be seeing this again at the cinemas and I don't think I'll have the impulse to watch it very often again. There are other Marvel movies, specifically Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man, that I think work this balance more. Um, as I said before, Taika Waititi was a huge issue for me. Uh, and if he directs another Marvel movie, I I think it'll be a real issue for me getting me to go see it. Uh, he was given way too much, either way too much say or way too much, uh, definitely way too much screen time. Um, I think we could have halved that and given it to any of the other characters we wanted more of, whether it be Scourge or whether it be Heimdall or even Valkyrie um, or even like Hulk. Oh, we didn't even talk about Banner. Banner was an entirely different person. Yeah, he was very reserved in this film, I thought. Rather than like like the, every other Banner we've seen, mm. he was totally different in this movie. Did you guys think he was... This, like, I mean, he had a couple of funny lines here and there, but he was really played down in this film? which no, is I think that he is not comfortable doing improv. Oh, that yeah. could also be it. He's, I think he's an older actor, so it's possible yeah. he's just more traditionally trained. Yeah. Um, 
So I think that's where the kind of difference in character comes. Like he likes a script and what he in working mm. on the script and at least that's what it felt like to me. It Maybe. felt like he didn't know what to do and he was at a loss for words some of the time. Mm. Um, I think we should have had less of Sakaar or whatever that planet is where the Grandmaster reigns oh, yeah. and more Asgard. It's problematic. It deserves to be watched at least once. Um, but oh, it, was, it, was, it was hard for me. So if you agree with me most of the time on these films, it's a, it's a, it's a no. Um, and I'm surprised that I'm saying no, but this film really affected me poorly. Mm. Walking out of the cinemas, I was like, that is not what I wanted. So that's it's unfortunately no for me, and I said yes to Thor one, okay. Because again, it, it made mistakes that I could forgive. These ones, I feel like they're really egregious. As for me, if you go in expecting a comedy, like I know Zane said in its listing on IMDb, comedy is the last uh, genre tag for this film. That I would say is not correct. I think that should definitely be the first thing. Like this film strives to make you laugh, and it goes by the old like the old parody rules of you want to laugh every 10 seconds. Like the jokes are fast and honestly, God, if one of them doesn't land for you, wait 10 seconds, there'll be another one. You can have another shot at it. That doesn't land for you. Well, for me, it did land. I thought it was very well written, very clever. A couple of stupid jokes here and there, but a lot of it I thought was pretty much on the up and up. So if you go in expecting a comedy, I don't think you'll be disappointed. But if you go in expecting Ragnarok, Death of the Gods, that kind of dark, gloomy story that that word connotates, yeah, it's not right. I and it's you're not, not implying that that's what I was expecting. No, I'm talking to the audience. Okay, what? yeah, but it, it, it does feel like you're directing it at me. I'm, no, I'm really not. Go on. Uh, it didn't feel that way to me. Mm. Um, I felt attacked. Oh, no. Stop triggering me, Alex. <laughs> So if you go in expecting a comedy, I think that you're going to have an absolutely fantastic time with this film. But if you go in expecting anything else, like I said, there are some times in this film where something serious is happening and the film will not give you a breath to take it in because it'll ram the next joke down your throat the second it can. And that is, it's not great. But it also for me never felt jarring. Like as a, as a person who sits down and reviews a film, oh yeah, a couple of things weren't great in that regard. But as a person who goes to films just to lay back and enjoy what they're giving, it didn't bother me. It's only when trying to break down what they did that it, it arose as an issue rather than when I was sitting there in the cinema. So if you're after a time where you can just sit down, turn your brain off and enjoy, this is an absolute ace of a film. This is easily my favourite Thor film. I wouldn't know where I would put it overall in the rankings, but... Oh. It's tough. I'm definitely going to go see it again and soon while it's at the cinemas. It visually, it's fantastic. It's definitely worth it just for that. But oh god, it's definitely in the in the top half of the Marvel franchise. I mean, I just can't place the top of my head. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Like it was, it was a good, funny movie. Like I don't know what more you want. Like at least the humor type matched up with me. Like it was funny. I enjoyed it. It wanted me to laugh. I laughed. Tick tick tick. So yeah, definite yes for me. Done. Um. So, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to do the sequel. A sequel? All right. The sequel's going to have to take place after Avengers because I think the direct sequel to this is Avengers given the post-credit sequence. So I'll just do the next Thor film specifically, yeah? Okay. All right. Um, 
thinking noises. How are you going to fuck <clears throat> up my movie? Thor's personality has been um, artificially intelligized. What? <laughs> like he, he's been downloaded onto a computer. Yep. Like transcendence, sort of. As in like a copy or his, his mind no. is now gone onto this computer? No, no, no like a copy. Okay. Um, and that's the villain. <laughs> okay, that's actually very easy to work with and in an awkward way. You'll yes, find out in a second. Okay. It really is. Thor dies. Haha. I can appease <laughs> both my people. So I didn't touch on this in the review. What they seem to be building up to is the siege storyline in the comics, which is literally Asgard has now been replaced placed onto Earth as a, a city or a nation on Earth. In Norway. Well, I guess the thing in Norway in this, but I thought from memory in the comics it was somewhere in the south of America, as in south of the United States. Yeah. But yeah, wherever they place it, let's say, no, oh yeah, just go Norway because that seems like this film wants us to think. Okay. Um, And it's a story, it's kind of like a political sort of story because now there's like a different race of beings living on Earth and it's this whole thing. Anyway, also, it's kind of funny. The original, okay, Ragnarok is actually a Marvel character. It was a robotic clone of Thor made by Stark during the Civil War um, series because Thor was like off and not coming back. Um, He made it to seem like Thor, the real Thor, had teamed up with his side to kind of like threaten the other heroes. And yeah, it was called Ragnarok and it was literally just robot Thor and it killed giant man. No, Goliath. Anyway... That's no, that's not what I gave you though. No, you <laughs> gave me his consciousness being uploaded into a computer, and then I'm going to do what Copied. I want with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like the idea of them. After everything that's happened, um, I imagine during the Infinity Wars, I'm going to say that humanity is extra pissed off with aliens about like everything, yeah. and I think it would be a really fun story to play with. Now Asgard is making home on Earth, and humanity, even though like Thor's a hero, they're really burnt on this whole alien thing. Like they don't know what any part of it at all. Like the Battle of New York was terrible enough, but at least that was like eight, nine, ten years ago. But the moon just got slammed into Earth. Like, mm, we don't want them aliens, you know, taking up our land, you know, having our vote. So honestly, what I was Sokovia. Oh, that wasn't alien. That wasn't alien, no. Wasn't so alien. I think that there is an interesting story, like an immigration story to be played out here. Like I'm not gonna go like the whole South African route of District Nine, like it wouldn't be that kind. It's Marvel. It'd be a fun... Mars Attacks. Oh, God, no, not Mars Attacks either. It's not, a, it's not an invasion storyline. But don't <laughs> wink wings. at me. But honestly, I think that this film, like the basis of them trying to settle there peacefully would be grounds for like the second civil war if they ever wanted to do that again. Because it's literally... You'd have half the the guys being like, "No, they have they have a right to be here to seek asylum," and the other half being like, "No, they're not from here. We need to bring them somewhere else." And it's like, "Well, try and bring them somewhere else." So I think that this could build up to a nice big intergroup conflict as well. And oh, within the within Avengers, the rank yeah. of the Avengers, yeah. Because, Sorry, yeah, I was like, "What? Like America's saying that?" Or like, well, there'd be, there would be that? there would be nations saying get rid of them. There'd probably be nations that would be like, no, they can have a home here. And the other, planet, other um, nations that would be like, no, this isn't an issue for Norway. This is an issue for Earth. You can't just say yes. And they, yeah. there'd be a divide brought off that. And I think it could be a really interesting story. Um, I mean, that's not civil war though. That's actual war. But civil war within the Avengers of right. what sides to take. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, not bad. As for Thor dying, how? I mean, I'm happy for a death. I'm just, I, I mean, just, he just dies. Oh no, war dead. He just die, turns to gold flakes and scatters over Nor- the Sea of Norway. Look, they keep labeling themselves <laughs> the god of this, the Maybe. god of that, the god. What does that actually mean? It's not addressed. Well, they they, they do address that they're not actually gods. In yes, but yeah. why do they keep calling themselves gods? I think it's just like god of death. Me. Yeah, god of thunder. Oh, I'm the goddess of death. What were you the god of again? Lightning bolts this time. Yeah, like what does that actually mean? Is that And does every Asgardian get these extra magical powers or is it just the royal family? Uh, seems Given like from the movie, the I'd say the royal family. But they and, Okay, well, yeah. was Frigga part of the royal family and Odin and Frigga are inbred or like what? Sure. Do you and, really? and Loki gets them just because he's a frost giant? Uh, Frigga had magic. She's an illusionist, and she taught Loki. That was that was also said in Thor too. So that that could that can be passed on to Asgardians because the Asgardians were literally just meekly doing nothing. Yeah, but, but <laughs> we've just established that the entire royal family has them, and no one else does. So I think it's no, pretty no, self-explanatory. No, no, no. I put that conjecture forth. But Is like, literally, nice? we only see the royal family have powers. Even Heimdall. But okay, but Frigga isn't. Is she related to Odin? She's the queen. So they're not related, but so she's why part does she of the have powers? Because she's royalty. Because she's the queen. So as soon as Odin marries someone, they get magical powers. That's an unnecessary bit of information. I don't need. No, I, I, I'm, thing- I'm, I'm wondering yeah. because when you're fighting an Asgardian, are you dealing with other powers or just super strength and they live a long time? I think it's super strength only because I've seen Agents of Shield where Asgardians come to Earth and yeah. they just they're strong, and I think they have an extended age, but then the up their powers come from the artifacts. That's why when Thor gets all of his powers stripped in the beginning of Thor, the first one, um, Odin takes away these pieces of his armor and it doesn't get until he gets them back, he can't have his lightning either. So mm. it's all through the artifacts. But like but, but he doesn't have any artifacts in this one and he, he's like, Oh, I can finally access yeah, all my but powers. his father died meaning he descended to the throne. So he was the king. Right. He took up the scepter as well and got the power. Proper. Makes no sense. I think it's all there. No, I, I, I don't think it's now. not spelt out to you, but it's well, there. One, the one thing that I didn't mention during the review. Um, so Hela and Odin, like 500,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that timeline stuff. doesn't work. Don't think about it. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> was, it, okay. was it really half a million years ago? So then I didn't hear the number. It, it was like half a millennia ago or something. So and it was like, how oh, does half no one else remember that? Yeah. How, how does no one else remember that for starters? Um, the Valkyrie that was on the other, other place. How long has she been there? Because it was in that fu- that final fight. Yeah. Well, she, she had to have lose all the other Valkyries to Hela before yeah. Thor was born. Exactly. So how old is she? Um, in, the, in Thor 2, Odin's father and Odin's grandfather, the monuments. Yep. How old are they then? Like, are they fucking like 10 million years old? What the hell's going on? Like, the, well, the timeline does just not match Odin's, up with this movie. Odin's very old. That's why, he exactly. goes, that's why he has his big sleeps like he does in Thor 1. Yeah. Which I'm going to imagine is probably the reason he died in this movie because he hadn't recouped himself maybe Three I, don't years, I don't know conjecture yeah so I don't know. they have that flame that keeps things alive I can read into it the eternal I mean, flame but uh, it just it like, didn't it, seem important it doesn't add up because 
they were they were saying like they can live for five thousand years. Where was that take. movie? Where, I, I remember that number as well. But where did that come from? It, it was the second movie. Yeah. Was that thought? Okay. And then in this one, they're saying it's when Odin was saying you can't have a a mortal wife because we live for five thousand years and mm. they'll die in a heartbeat. Um, no, but what I was saying is my that's that was exactly my problem when I said we need to see more of Asgard. Yeah, is like it's this doesn't make sense. It, it, because they treat it like only these few characters are important on this entire planet. Yeah. Whereas, like in on on Earth, we have twenty or so superheroes um, that are kind of heads of these movements and represent these other various groups of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, why do only Heimdall, Hela, Odin, Frigga, Loki, and Thor matter on this entire planet? Yeah. Because we see everyone else who's ever been named on that planet die, except Sif, not in this movie, because they didn't want to kill her. Obviously, no, she's um, the lead actress in this other film, with them, uh, yeah, other so. TV series. I was like, the whole movie, I was terrified. I'm like, oh god, where's Sif? Please, please don't show up. Yeah. Please don't show up. I was so happy that she was not in this film. I'm like, oh, she lived. Oh, thank God. Good. I like her. I was like, that's the thing for a movie all about the. Uh, the cultural importance and destruction of Asgard, we didn't really get a lot of what we were losing. So, yeah. good. Is that it? Oh, Thor That's dies. It. He turns to gold flakes and flies off into the wind. Who's no. king? Uh, oh, Korg. It has to be Loki. It doesn't have to be. Okay, well, I'm now on the side of kill all the Asgardians. The end. Korg's like, oh, I'm going to be a, a firm but a fair, a fair leader and a... Oh, who wants I can't, Subway I can't for deal with this. I'm pressing stop. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That yeah. one. Or Second Take Podcast, you you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at Second Take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> and and the yeah, <laughs> if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to thatsnotkindofproductions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah, and I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts? There. Yeah, where we just talk 
at ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The Good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions, right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. are attacking. What do we do, guys? No, we, we'll broke for peace. Maybe there's still a chance they'll listen. Fire every missile we have at that godforsaken mothership. And pray to God that it works. No, none of these ideas are going to work. I've got it. What we need to do is tell every citizen to leave their homes naked and just tell them to have sex with toasters in the street. The aliens will be so confused, they'll just sort off. If you'd like to see the alternate takes on political issues ranging from big to small, subscribe to a New World Order podcast at www.thatsnotkindofproductions.com forward slash a new world order. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.